2023 the year of Trent Frederick? Maybe. He's off to a hot start with two goals in 34 seconds last night in a win over the Los Angeles Kings. Going to recap that game, bring you the biggest takeaway, the money quote, the big bear, and also discuss Linus Allmark's selection to the Atlantic Division All-Star team. All this and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoked Beat. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day, free and available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Pocket Casts, wherever you listen to podcasts, smash that subscribe button and each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen and enjoy. You can also find the podcast on YouTube, where you can get it in video form, as well as some breaking bonus news content. The Boston Bruins kicked off a three-game California road trip in Los Angeles last night. Sans Jake DeBrusque, who will be out for some time with a fractured fibula, as well as a hand injury, both of which were suffered during the Winter Classic on Monday. Chris Wagner joined the team, and everybody seemed pretty pumped to have him back in the mix. He's a well-liked guy, to be sure. And there was a bit of a trickle-up effect in terms of the lineup. You had David Pasternak join the top line with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. You had a second line of Taylor Hall, David Krejci, and Pavel Zaka. And then the third line of... Nick Foligno, Charlie Coyle, and Trent Frederick. And that line proved to be the difference last night as Trent Frederick scored two goals in a span of 34 seconds to steal the win on the road for the Boston Bruins. The biggest takeaway from last night for me is Frederick's continued emergence this season. Through 35 games, he has nine goals, seven assists for 16 points. Still fairly modest totals, but he's on pace for 19 goals, 15 assists, and 35 total points, all of which would smash his previous career highs set last year. In fact, he's already set a career high in goals with nine after last night. He had eight in 60 games last season. He's three shy of his assist total from last season and making an impact for the Boston Bruins when they're without one of their impact players. Nick Foligno said Frederick is a hell of a player. He's really enjoyed playing with him. It's fun. Even in his short time in Boston to see how he's grown as a player, he's going to be a heck of a player in this league. Now don't forget Frederick was drafted in the first round, 
29th overall back in uh, 2016. And ahead of some pretty big names that have gone on to uh, some pretty significant success at the NHL level. I think immediately of Alex Dabrinkit, formerly of the Chicago Blackhawks, now with the Ottawa Senators. He's got 340 career points in 406 games. Uh, Jordan Cairo jumps out in the second round. Uh, Sam Girard, defenseman in Colorado. Philip Ronick also up there as a, a pretty talented offensive defenseman. Sam Steele emerging right now as a center for the Minnesota Wild. Frederick's selection wasn't totally without some uh, merit or, you know, an argument to be made for him. He did put up 32 points in 36 games for the University of Wisconsin in 2017-2018. 15 goals, 18 assists, 33 points in 2016-17 after being drafted. And he was a talented player for the U.S. National Under-18 team prior to being drafted. So he has some skill to go along with the toughness that we already know has well been on display. In fact, last night he had a spirited bout with Brendan Lemieux, who always seems to want to try to fight Frederick whenever they play. And Frederick is amenable telling Sofia Yurkstevich after the game that he's not really a, a big fan. So anytime he wants to go, he'll say yes. Felino added Frederick can make a difference in so many different ways. That's what makes him special. He's just not valuable with his fists. He's valuable with his presence on the ice and his ability to score, his ability to create space for everybody else. His first goal was a sweet tip off a Brandon Carlo point shot. The second goal was one where he gathered the puck in front of the net, went backhand shelf on Phoenix Copley. Showing off his versatility there, even in his ability to score. It worked out to be two goals on a single shift. He was out there for the first goal, the celebration. The line stayed out there. And um, again, he surpassed his career high of eight last season. And he credited Jim Montgomery for helping unlock some confidence in his offensive game. You can kind of read between the lines here in terms of his relationship with former head coach, Bruce Cassidy. Frederick said he's playing free. Montgomery's a great guy to be around a great hockey guy. And they get well along in that bond over the game. He said he could keep going, complimenting him, but also his line mates, made really good plays, and he's the guy who gets to put them in right now. Montgomery said it was awesome to hear such praise from the forward, and it's really cool to see that bond kind of strengthen Frederick's game because we know that he had a bit of a short leash, didn't quite see eye-to-eye always with Bruce Cassidy, and perhaps was afraid to make mistakes, and um, they get benched. 
But here, he's playing free, and it's paying off for the Boston Bruins at the moment. So that's my big takeaway from last night's game. Trent Frederick is a hell of a player, and we're seeing him emerge as a an important guy for the Boston Bruins. Now, I should add he has an 18% shooting percentage, so he needs to get his shot rate up a bit. It's kind of a product of only playing about 11 minutes per game, but he's making good on the opportunities he's getting at the moment, and it served Boston well last night in the win over the Los Angeles Kings. We'll talk more about that game, bring you the big bear, the money quote, talk about Jeremy Swayman's strong play. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have to try a Built Bar. We're just through the holidays. I know my goal in 2023 is to eat a little bit healthier. If you're like me, you don't want to compromise taste for health. Well, I've got just the thing for you, and it's called Built Bar. They're healthy, but actually taste amazing. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're also good for you with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For so long, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, grab a box of Built Bars, or run into a Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors like brownie, batter, and churro. Run out, grab some today. Thank me later. Thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. You can check out now the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast, a daily show covering the next generation of hockey superstars. I'm sure there'll be a lot today about the World Junior medal round, which took place yesterday. USA beating Sweden for the bronze medal in a thriller, and then Canada winning in overtime over the Czech Republic. Locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you got your podcasts. All right, so what else was going on last night? Well, our boy David Pasternak with another casual two-goal game to earn Big Bear of the Night honors. He also led the way for the Bruins with five shots on goal. Somewhat quietly, but not really. Our boy David Pasternak is on pace to shatter his previous career highs. He's on pace right now for 58 goals, 54 assists, 112 points. And it just so happens to be, of course, in a contract year where he could become an under-restricted free agent this summer. Now, hopefully there's a resolution to this and they figure things out sooner than later. But right now he ranks uh, seventh in the NHL in total points. And in terms of goals, he ranks fifth behind Bo Horvat, Alex Ovechkin, Tage Thompson, and league leader Connor McDavid. McDavid is ridiculous. He 75 points through 40 games 
15 more than second place Leon Dreisaitl. But another huge game for Pasternak, who had um, an empty net goal thanks to a Kevin Fiala turnover, but then he scored also on a wicked snapshot in the second period to put the Bruins on the board and uh, tie things up for them. So another great game for David Pasternak, who just continues to prove that he's worth a big-time contract. The Bruins overall improved to 34-4 and through 38 games. It's the third time in NHL history a team has um, secured its 30th win of the season in 38 games. The 1929-30 Bruins did it. And the 1944-45 NHL, or sorry, Montreal Canadiens did it as well. The money quote last night goes to Trent Frederick. He said after the game, I love checking the NHL app and looking at the standings. NHL players, just like us, folks, we all wake up in the morning, see our Boston Bruins in first place, and... uh, Right now, they are far and away the best team in the NHL. Felino said, we're just excited about the chance. We have to do something special here, focused on getting better every game. Uh, it was one of their best 60-minute efforts in a long time, which was pretty cool after having come off the emotional high of the Winter Classic, the loss of Jake DeBrusque, traveling across the country, They're trying to take it one game at a time, trying to do something special with the group. And they know the opportunity they have in front of them and the type of team they are. And they just have to get to that every night. It's similar to what Felino said at intermission during the winter classic. You have this opportunity. Do not waste it. And that's the mentality the Bruins will take through the rest of the year and certainly into the playoffs. The Bruins now have a league-leading 57 goals in the third period, a plus 34 goal differential over the final 20 minutes. It shows you their ability to focus in, to close, and it's pretty remarkable what this team is able to do in the third period. They are never out of any game. They do not quit. And part of that for Boston last night was Jeremy Swayman keeping them in the game. There's been some talk recently of him not playing very well as of late, but he still has an 8-3-3 record on the season. He's now at a 900 save percentage, and he stopped 14 of 15 shots in the second period last night, including taking the puck with a stick off the goal line to save uh, a goal from the Kings. And hopefully he's on the upswing here again. Swayman's really confident right now. Montgomery said a bunch of starts in a row. He's been pretty good for the Bruins, giving them opportunities to either win or they drop a game in overtime or they win the game. So the Bruins, it doesn't seem, are overly concerned about Jeremy Swayman. Pretty cool last night, too. Uh, Jeremy Swayman in net, 
Phoenix Copley and Net, the first pair of Alaskan-born goaltenders to appear in the same game in NHL history. Swayman's from Anchorage, Alaska. Copley's from North Pole, Alaska. Look it up. It's a real place. Uh, Swayman said he knows Phoenix, knows what it took for both these guys to get there. Incredible state on the biggest stage and uh, pretty cool for those guys to make NHL history last night. Copley is six years older, seven hours away, but um, they haven't come across each other too often. But a special bond forged between these two guys, and uh, I'm sure it's something that they will commemorate at some point down the line. Um, What else was going on last night? Brad Marchand scored, which was good. He um, had a couple penalties, however, which we'd like to see those being cut down. And Felino, I should add, had the great pass to Frederick on the second goal. 17 has been great for us all year, Montgomery said, whether he's on the power play or in the offensive zone. He's really the anchor of the bottom six. I've talked about this before. He sees himself as a captain. He was uh, big in practice yesterday, giving Wagner the lay of the land, although he, of course, has already been around for a while, but just reintroducing him in and also instrumental in Frederick's development. All right, I think that's pretty much it for a recap of last night's game. The Bruins will next play San Jose on Saturday and then Anaheim on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to do a separate Recording with uh, JD of the Locked on Sharks podcast to preview that game. And then on Monday, we'll recap all the weekend's action. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Linus Allmark getting an all-star nod. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Bruins part of your day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Please do subscribe if you have not already. And you can also... Check out the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast, which is full of great information about the next wave of NHL superstars. All right, let's wrap up by discussing Linus Allmark getting an all-star nomination. Uh, He will represent the Atlantic Division in Florida next month as part of the all-star festivities. Jim Montgomery will be the head coach of the Atlantic team because the Bruins are currently in first place. Uh, The way it works is there was a bunch of players selected initially, and then there will be a uh, vote to round out the squad. Linus Allmark, understandably so happy, said it's a dream kind of moment for him something he always imagined watching the likes of Peter Forsberg, Nicholas Lidstrom, Joe Sackick, Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur growing up. And uh, he said it's kind of surreal. He remembers watching the All-Star game when he was young, seeing countrymen like Peter Forsberg, Nicholas Lidstrom, all these guys who played in All-Star games 
back in the 90s, and it's well-deserved. He's 21-1-1, a goals against average of 1.86, save percentage of 0.939. A couple shutouts to go along there well. He said he plays behind a very good team. It's a team effort. One of those luxuries being a goaltender where you get credit for the wins. You also have to take the losses as well on your record. Uh, but it's very much well-deserved. He's the 11th goalie in Bruins history to be selected to the All-Star game. First since Tuka Rask in 2020. Rask did not actually play in that game. He's five wins shy of his career high in wins set last season. And, you know, he said he just feels a lot calmer with the Bruins in his second season. Um the calm goalie is usually a better goalie than a very stressed out one coming over to a new team and all that last year certainly um, was not unsettling, but took him out of his comfort zone and took some time to get, uh, get used to it. He also credited Bruins goalie coach, Bob Essensa, who's had a huge impact on him. Uh, he said he loves Bob. They have great conversations through throughout the one and a half years that he's been there growing closer and closer each day and through every conversation. They do butt heads sometimes he said, but it's also good and they can agree upon it. Things in the end, he's going to lean on players like Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak who have played there before. Uh, Winter classic was probably the biggest thing in his life so far when it comes to hockey all-Star game will be the next big thing. And then hopefully Stanley Cup finals later this year. There's a few open spots still on the Atlantic division roster. And uh, we would hope that there would be at least one more Bruin there. Namely David Pasternak, who is one of the top players in the NHL. The 12 remaining players, two skaters, one goalie per division, will be selected through a fan vote, which will begin or began at 9 p.m. last night, running through January 17th. So get out there, vote for David Pasternak, vote for Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Charlie McAvoy. Uh, it's a Twitter vote, so just put the player's name with hashtag NHL All-Star Vote and uh, get one of these guys there. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope you are all doing well, having a great week. It's the last day of Christmas break here for our boys. You can hear some shenanigans in the background. We've been playing a lot of Nerf, watching Lord of the Rings. Uh, going to watch a university basketball game tomorrow. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you again for joining me. Check back tomorrow for, oh, you can see Bessie's tail there in the in the background, for a bonus episode featuring a, a chat with JD from the Locked On Sharks podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday to recap all the weekend's action. Take care of yourselves, friends, and we'll talk to you again here on the Locked On Boston Ruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, 
your favorite team every single day.